0: Luke chapter 6, verse 41 through 42. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 41 through 42. You can also find this same account in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, but we're going to do Luke today. So if you want to, you know, later on today when you're doing your own reading and stuff like that, or you get time this week, uh, we're doing Luke 6, 41 through 42, uh, but it's also found in Matthew 7, uh, 1 through 5. I'm using NIV. And here's what it says. And this is kind of like the foundation um, of of the series. Uh, So this is Jesus speaking. Now, verse 41, watch this. Jesus says, he says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Okay, here we go. I'm going to read that again. Verse 41. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? Watch this and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. Verse 42 says, uh, how can you say to your brother? brother, uh, uh, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye. All right. Again, I think both of these verses, I'm going to I'm going to read every single sentence twice because of how hard Jesus hits here, right? He says, how can you say to your brother, watch this, with all your good intentions, I want to help you, all this stuff. But he says, but how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to even see the plank in your own eye. Forget taking it out. You don't even see the plank in your own eye. He Says you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And again, we're in part one of what do I see when I see me. This is one of the hardest hit, hitting verses in the Bible. This is one of the times that Jesus comes for people so hard right here, where he said, and 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 we'll read a little bit before we get to um before we get to this in in a, in a um in a follow up series. Um, some of the verses behind it, but he is coming really hard saying, how is it that you can see and you can look at something super small in someone else's eye?" So says, a speck of sawdust is what he calls it. He says, however, you tend to pay no attention to the plank that is in your own eye. He says, and and then you want to help somebody or call yourself helping somebody because of a problem or something that they have going on with them when you haven't even noticed and can't even see the thing going on in your own life. He said, and so the question today is, when I see me, what do I see? Do I see the plank in my eye or do I only focus on the sawdust in Sierra's eye? Sierra, i have be, be married almost 12 years. She knows that I can see the sawdust in her eyes. I always, I see, I see you. I've already, I, I can see the sawdust in Sierra's eyes so clearly, but I always fail. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about nobody else, but I fail to see the plank sometimes in my own eye. Well, here's what we're trying to highlight in this series. Okay. These principles right here, because we've got to understand this and we got to look out for it in our own lives. Watch this. Here's what we're trying to highlight here. Number one, we have to come to an understanding that. Watch this. I see, I see you, my own preacher. Watch this. He says that 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 it is easier for me to point out other people's stuff than it is for me to recognize my own. Okay. Number one, this is something we, we've we got to make sure we notice this, that we understand this and that we are aware of it. Okay. When it's in practice in our own lives. Now, why do we need to be aware of it when it's in practice in our own lives? So we can stop. So we can notice, because watch this, some of these things are natural. Okay. It naturally happens sometimes. Sometimes we can't help, but but we see something going on somewhere and then we've got something to say or we think something about it. This is wrong or that's wrong. And it's our natural reaction. We have to be on the lookout for the fact that, wait a minute, am I looking at the sawdust in someone else's eye and ignoring the planks in mind so that, that way, when it happens, naturally we understand what's happening and we can pull back and say, let me stop. Let me stop doing all this because of them because I've got my own plank in my own eye that I have to worry about. So so, so one thing, again, we want to highlight a principle here is the fact that it is oftentimes easier for me to point out other people's stuff than it is for me to recognize my own stuff. Now, in this example, we're talking about bad stuff, but this is also true about the good in me. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, next week or in two weeks with the series. Making sure I can recognize or see the good in me, right? Because listen, it is possible for me to believe that Micah can pull out of everything. It is easy for me to believe that God can use Tanya in big ways, but sometimes we struggle thinking God can use us in big ways, right? And sometimes we, ha- we have lies that are fed to us. We have things that are done to us and it all kind of hangs on, our, it, it, it weighs down sometimes our self-identity and it weighs down who we think we are and we can't even see the good in us. And I'm telling you that sometimes, sometimes we're actually hindered more by the good we don't see in us than the bad that we see in us. And so we need to make sure that we see both. And so this principle is, is true on both cases, some of the things that need to change and some of the things that God has placed in us that's for his glory, that it is easier for me to point out other people's stuff than than it is to recognize my own. And so that's one thing that we have to uh, keep in mind as we uh, start this series. Another one is that there is a natural tendency, watch this, for me to see my stuff is small but Mike's stuff as big. Okay. Watch this. It is so easy. Listen, because yeah, I do this, but you know, I'm still a good person and I, you know, it's only because of such and such and they're really not that big. Oh, but Mike, no, 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 Mike. And then, so what happens is we see, so when I, when I look at you, I see the small little speck, but to me, I make it out to be this really, really, really big thing. When the truth of the matter is I have a, a tendency to try to make my thing small, but to make your thing big. And Jesus is saying here that, man, you look at your neighbor and you have, you put all this focus on a small little speck, but for some reason you can't see the big thing there. And so we have this natural tendency to see my stuff as small and yours as big. This is why a lot of times for some of us, we have an easier time forgiving people who are kind of like us. We have a, I mean, if it's something, if I struggle with something that the air kind of struggles with, I can, I can relate to that. And so I'm a little easier when it's like, Oh, I would never do that. I don't understand how in the world they could. It's like, well, yeah, well, but you, you, you're tending to make their thing super big, but make yours super small. And so we have this natural tendency at times to do that. Uh, A a third thing that we're going to learn, uh, in, in, in this lesson, and we see it here, uh, at, at work in the scripture is that I need to work my stuff out before I can become a big help with yours. Okay. That my first and my initial focus need to be on working out this stuff in me before I can necessarily help you with yours. Jesus is telling them here in 42, in verse 42 in Luke 6, he says, how can you say to your brother, Then this doesn't mean you got to be perfect before you can help people. That's not what we're saying here. We're reading Galatians where we we see what we're talking about. But he says, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? Watch what Jesus says. He says, you hypocrite. This is what I'm saying is that we have to understand that I need to work out myself. He says, First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so, here Jesus even puts a priority in the thing that says you you need to you need to do what you need to do to work on yourself and to get this plank out of your eye before you start focusing in on the speck in your brother's eye. Amen. And so, that's the third thing we need to focus on is that we I need to make sure that my prompt listen that when I wake up in the morning that I understand that I am, that that God is working to conform me to the image of Jesus, and that the biggest change that I can see in that is is me. Focusing on that as opposed to me trying to change Tanya. Okay. I cannot wake up in the morning and think, all right, here's my list of how I'm going to change Micah today. That that's not no that's not that's not my job. I can't wake up with the list. Okay, well, he, when 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 you know when I see Sister Gina. Here's what like no, I can't. That's not that's not the the thing. He says before you before you focus on respecting your brother's eye, you make sure you take that plank out first. Okay, and 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 that almost goes into the fourth thing that we want to make sure that we keep t- keep a look at is that my ability to see me affects how I see you. He says because then you can see clearly in order to help your brother. And sometimes I sit here and I'm looking at somebody and and and. Because because of the author, I don't even see straight. So the way that I see me and, and, and handling that plank in my eye is going to affect the way that I see you and what's going on, uh, with you. Let's check out uh, Galatians 6 1 through 2. Galatians 6 1 1, 2, 1 through 2. What do I see when I see me? It says, if a and this is if this comes to how I how how uh, fixing my uh, handling my own stuff, and then also, um. Uh, uh, how I see you affects how I'm able to help you. He says, "Brother, and how I see me." He says, "If a man is overtaken uh, in, in a trespass, or if a man is overtaken in a sin, says what you who are what spiritual? Okay, you who are spiritual, restore such a one uh, 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 in a spirit of what gentleness, considering yourself." Saying so, when I go, so when I go to to to, to help Tanya, or when Tanya or Michael comes because I'm because I'm overtaken in sin, and Michael comes to, to 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 try to restore me, it says you need to do it in a spirit of gentleness. What? considering yourself but see, if I can't see me, then I can't do the spiritual work of restoration on 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 my, or oh, I can't do the work of spiritual re- on Sierra because I can't even consider myself because I don't look at my. It says, lest you also be tempted. And so, while you're there helping that person, you need to consider yourself and keep a watch over yourself, lest you be tempted just like them. And it says in verse number two, and bear one of those burdens, uh, so fulfill and so fulfill the law of Christ. So before we talk about what I see when I see me, this is where we got to start with this series. Is 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 how to see me because sometimes seeing ourselves is a hard thing to do sometimes we flat out miss it sometimes we don't see it and we see examples of that in the Bible turn to second Samuel 12 1 through7 2nd Samuel 12 1 through, I know it's a lot of Bible verses this morning I think we have bible study uh, uh, today but uh, what, we're not, what we're using about second uh, Samuel 12 1 through7 before we even talk about what I see when I see me, I need to start out with how in the world can I see me? Especially the bad. We have a hard time trying to locate that. Watch this because it's hard to see it. Watch it. So this is the story of David. Watch uh, a story in David's life. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When it came, when he came to him, he said there were, two, he's tell, now he's going to tell David the story. He said there were two men uh, in a certain town, one rich, the other one was poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little lamb uh, that he bought. He said uh, he raised it and he grew up and he grew him up Uh, him and his children Uh, it shared his food drank uh, from his cup and even slept with the uh, with the lamb in his arms it was like a daughter to him Verse 4 says, now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep and cattle. Now remember, he had tons of it to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the land that belonged to the poor man, and he prepared it for the one who came to him. David burnt. So now David hears this story, and David's just upset. Oh, the injustice of it all. Oh, I can't believe somebody would do this. I'm so angry. So, that, so verse 5 says, David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, surely as the Lord lives. Now here you go with this convenient morality. Here he goes with his righteousness because now the person who would do that oh this person deserves judgment this person has to die as a matter of fact it says says, David says as surely as the Lord lives the man who did this must die now he wants justice now he's got to make sure that this person who treated the poor man so bad that this man has got to go that something's got to happen he must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity is what David says to Nathan but then Nathan drops the bomb on David in verse 7 and Nathan says to David you You are the man. They Nathan is trying to explain to David that he is living in sin. He goes on and on, and you probably read that uh, that that verse uh, further down uh, later on today, where he's saying, "Listen, you took you took somebody else's wife um, uh, as your own, and then you had him sent to the front lines to get killed in battle. You're the one who did this." He is sending him this story, but David, because it is our natural tendency to not even be able to see. Uh, Sometimes the wrong that we do, we don't see that sometimes in ourselves. That David was literally like, This guy's got to go. This guy's got to die. He's got to pay back four times what happened. And Nathan's like, Dude. You're the one living like this. And it is hard for him. It was hard for him to see himself. He couldn't see himself. And sometimes we live in that same way where it is so hard for us to see the stuff that we've got attached to us. And it is so hard for us sometimes to see that thing. Right. And we want to make sure that we don't live that way. We want to make. because See, here's the thing for the most part, because I mean, we're all on this call. We're all trying to do right. We get together. We feed the homeless. We do stuff for other people. You know, we pray. We ask somebody to pray for us. We're trying to do stuff right. But sometimes we just don't see it. Amen. Sometimes we just don't see what it is. And we need to make sure that before I go into what do I see when I see me, that I am at least opening to understanding the fact that I don't always see me sometimes. Okay, I don't always see it that way. And so these are the ways that these two scriptures right here kind of outline the foundation uh, as far as how we want to go about life to make sure we see ourselves. Romans 12, uh, Romans 12, verse three, Romans 12, verse three says for the for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, watch this. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Listen, that when it comes to what I see when I see me and I try to see myself in Romans 12, 3, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. That is not to say, I see you, my that is not to say that you don't think highly or think well of yourself. Again, we, we're going to talk about that uh, uh, next week when it comes to getting rid of those negative thoughts and thinking the, of ourselves the way we ought to think. But sometimes, the, the first thing we got to tackle is making sure that we're able to even see ourselves. So Romans 12, 3, and so again, we want to make sure that we walk in a way that we do not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but that we rather that we think of ourselves sober in judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each, of, to each of us. Galatians 6, that's another scripture. We want to make sure we take this down. And these are ones that you can write down and that you can put on an index card or put on your phone or whatever and say these things to yourself as we grow, grow through this series. Galatians 6, 3 through 5 says, for if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing he deceives himself, okay? It says, for anyone to think he is something, watch this, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. The scripture goes on to say, but let each one examine what? His own work. Now, I, listen I, I i'm not sitting here I can't examine Tanya's work I can't just examine denise's work it says let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for each one shall bear his own load and so I can't sit here and if i'm frustrated with 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 um with Michael, okay, i can't examine her work if i know god has placed me in a position to do something or i know god has placed me in a place to do something or I know god has me in a situ- certain situation and i have to handle it a certain way then i have to handle it the way that i have to handle it i've got to examine my own work and everyone's going to be held accountable for their own work and so i and, and it's not even on me ultimately to judge your work or to hold you accountable that that happens with god i can't do that all i can do i see you micah is make sure that when i am where i'm supposed to be that i do what i'm supposed to do and examine my own work so we want to make sure that we think of ourselves not more we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think of but that we examine our own selves we don't think ourselves to be something when we're not it and that we and 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 that's and and so the, these two scriptures are We want to keep in mind as we continue to go um, through this lesson. So now we're talking about what now. So how how do I see me? Right. How do I see me? Now, watch this. Uh, uh, James 1, 22 through 25. James 1, 22 to 25. Again, I'm reading in uh, uh, NIV. It says, but be you, be ye doers of the word, right? And not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Okay. So watch this, be hearers of the word and, 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 and not uh, uh, be doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Watch this for if anyone uh, be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. We talked about, so this is the point number one, as far as how to hear myself is that the word will locate you. The Bible, have you ever read a scripture or have ever been at impact and going through a lesson and you literally can locate yourself right there in that lesson and say, that's me, that's me that's what I do. That's my struggle. That's my shortcoming. That's where I need to grow. Because the Bible will locate you exactly where you are. And if you have a hard time seeing you, get into the word, get into study, and you will find yourself right where it is. Watch this. That's right. True to yourself. You will find yourself exactly where you are. The Bible says that if you are a hearer of the word, but you don't do it, you're like a man beholding his face in the natural glass. Now beholding your face in the glass is hearing the word, right? But it says before he beholds himself and he goes his way and he goes his own way and straightway forgets the manner of person that he is and so when we hear the word that is just like beholding our face in a mirror and we get to see ourselves no filter no fluff like tanya just said true to yourself you get to see you it shows exactly what we look like and that's the reason why we have issues with certain scripture that's like that's why when, when we sit there and we talk about loving people and we get to the part about loving your enemies we have to spend you know two two sessions on that because it's so <laughs> we understand we got to do it, but it's hard to do. And so we love you and pray for those who despitefully use you. We, we, we don't like those. We don't like count it all joy when you face diverse trials, because we don't like to face diverse trials. We don't like things to brush up against us. We don't like things to hold us back. We don't like things to contend with us in life. And so when we get to the point that says count it all joy, we learn the fact that we've got to grow in patience. We learn the fact that we, 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 you know, I'm not as patient. I see you, Mom. It is real talk this morning. That, that means I, I just found out I need to grow in my love. It's, it, forgive those who offend you. Well, you know what? I need to grow in the area of forgiveness. I need to grow in the area of of, of walking in love to everybody. I need to grow in the, in, in the area of, of patience. I need to grow in the area of self-control those are things that 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 when we see that in the light of the word and how we ought to live that it is a mirror and we're like whoa, I really need to grow it's like what Jesus said when he says um uh, uh, when he said you guys uh, have heard you know to, to to sleep with someone who's someone else's wife or someone else's spouse or whatever that that's adultery he says I say to even look at someone lustfully is adultery this th- that is looking in the mirror and saying whoa I need to grow when you read this stuff in the word. Right. And so and so and so one way to locate and to see ourselves is so is to what is to find ourselves in the word. It will locate you. Hebrews 4, 12, 13 says for the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any two edged sword. It penetrates even to divide the soul and spirit that the joint and marrow it can divide. It judges. Watch this. Not not your not just your actions. It, watch what it says the word does. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Listen, not just your actions, because you can fool people with your actions. Let me tell you, I can make you think anything I want you to think about me based on my actions. I can I can make you think that I'm a really, really, really nice guy based on what I do. But it says the Bible can the Bible will judge it right between the thoughts and the attitudes of your heart. It says nothing in creation is hidden from God's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must what give account to him whom we must give account. And so you want to find out where you are, it will locate you right there. Nothing is hidden, Hebrew says. It will divide the soul and spirit, the joints from the marrow, the intent and the attitude of a of the heart. It can divide that. And so if you're trying to find where you are, you can find yourself, number one, right there in the Bible. Point number two, if I need to see me and when I find myself, I need to understand that all this searching and all this stuff that I'm doing and all this prayer and all this impact fellowship stuff that we're doing, it watch this, that... that It is for me to see me, not for me to see you. Listen, let's change our focus that when I'm here this morning and I'm hearing the word, it is not for me to then take that and try to judge Micah's life by it. And it's not me to take that and try to see where I see Tanya fitting into this. No, when I get this word, it is for me to, to see me, not for me. I see you, Sierra, not for me to see you. Watch this, Philippians 2, 12 through 13. I may need to send these notes around. We got a lot of scriptures this morning. It's like Bible study today. Watch this. Philippians 2, 12, 13. And I talk fast. It says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, this is Paul talking, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Watch this. He says, continue to work out Micah's salvation. No, it says continue to work out Denise's. Sal- no, it says continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who who does what? Who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That I have to work out my own soul. Salvation is what the Bible... Body- that doesn't mean that the work that I do causes me to be saved. Saved. No, we're saved when we believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. The working out of our own soul salvation is that I now need to work out to prove I need to now work out to live this out. Now, I need to live this out because it's not just about getting saved that one day. It's about now bringing glory to to, to God through the way that I live. And so it's like I now have to live out this thing. I've got to work out my soul salvation. And so I have to work out mine. I can't work out Tanya's. You have to do that. Tanya's got to do that. I can't work out my my mother. She's got to do that. I, Mike and Gina. I can't do. They've got. We, I've got. You. You have to work out your own soul salvation. So when I hear this thing, it is for me, not you. Now watch this. We talk about that natural stuff. Sometimes, listen. When I hear the word yes, it is personal, and it and, and 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 it applies to me. But there are times when you hear something and you're like, man, this could really benefit this person, or this would really benefit that person. And I may see you in it, and I may understand that it may benefit you, but. But listen, ultimately, it's going to benefit you if you receive it. And if you do the things you have, I can't do the changes for you. And then if I'm living it out, then all of a sudden, it's going to magically affect your life. No, 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 You have to receive it. And so that primary focus on how I have to work out my own soul salvation first, that doesn't mean that if you see a scripture or somebody's going through something or somebody's struggling with something, that you hear a message, you say, I'm going to send this over to them because this may benefit from them. That That is what we see. That's more of what we see in Galatians 6.1, where it says, you who are spiritual with that you want, doing something... With grace. Like I hey, listen to this. I want you to check this out. That's different from huh, so-and-so need to be here to hear this message. Huh, they need because they doing this and they doing such and such, they doing that, they need to be here to hear this. No, 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 no. You need to be here to hear this and then and let it affect you. I see you see it and then let it change you. And then and then in a spirit of grace and gentleness and meekness, as we see in Galatians, then we can go to someone else and say, hey. I know you're going through something. You're struggling with this. I think this could help you right now. Because believe me, people know the difference. They know when you're sitting there, when you're trying to prove a point, you know what I mean? Uh, And and, and sadly, sometimes you even see this in church where where there's something going on in the church or whatever, and then the pastor tries to preach it from the pulpit in order to get at people. And it's like, why would, like, they know you talking about them, and they know that that's wrong. Like, that's not the way to do it. Amen? That we've got to work out what? Our own soul salvation first, okay? So we're talking about trying trying to see me. And so when I go to the Word and I see me, that now I know that it is on me to do what? To work out my own soul salvation. Watch this. God himself will search your heart and lead you in a way that pleases him. For those who may not know how to pray this prayer or, 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 or even know what to say, you can repeat this prayer from Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Watch this. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Watch this. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Watch this. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of the everlasting, okay? And so it, what it's saying is, listen, I can't always see the things in me. So search me, God. Search me, know my heart, test me, do whatever you gotta do and show show what's offensive. Show me the way that I do that is wrong and then watch this, don't just show it, but then lead me in the way of the everlasting, okay? And now here we go, point number four. And well, God, God will also, watch this, send people your way to help you see you not so sometimes people will, will come to you and may say something or, or we're trying to help you and we get offended because sometimes seeing ourselves is not a, a pretty sight. Sometimes when we see ourselves it makes us upset. Sometimes when we see ourselves we think somebody's coming for us. Sometimes when we see ourselves we think somebody's why are you judging me when 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 really it's just it's just because I'll do this it's just the reaction to, to, to being called out like yo this needs to change. Hey this is wrong. Hey, you doing this, and that's not what you should be doing. And so sometimes I see you telling you, sometimes seeing ourselves is not a pretty picture. And sometimes seeing the wrong is something that we don't want to accept. And so, but but listen, if we want to be changed to the image of Christ, we got to understand that God will use the Holy Spirit, God will got the, the Bible other people. He will do things to show us the things in ourselves. And, and Listen, it, David didn't see anything with himself until Nathan, we just read it, until Nathan came and showed him. And we need to make sure that the same way that, that in our in our group we've got cheerleaders and supportive people in, in our circle, that we need to make sure that we've got Nathans in our lives. The same way that Nathan came to David. And, and and here's what's so cool about what Nathan did. Nathan didn't just go to David and say, you know what, you was wrong for this and you did this. Blah, blah, blah. Nathan started with a story. Nathan said, hey, listen, there's a story. There were two men, one rich, one poor. He's trying to break the news to David easy, okay? Because that's the way, I guess, he, he wanted to do it, or that's the way, you know, David received it. Who knows? But he started with a story. And so I'm not saying that you got pe- people around you who's always critical and always negative and never got nothing positive. So you don't need that. But what I'm saying is, in your circle of supporters, you need to make sure that you have a Nathan. I'm not talking about just someone who, who said they're a prophet or whatever the title is, per se, because Nathan was a prophet. I'm talking about somebody who can locate you and someone who can talk to you about where you are when you're off. Someone who can say, listen, l- let me tell you, Um, I'm not coming for you. This is not because matter of fact, you got somebody tight in your circle like that. You already know they're not going, they're not coming for you. They already got what's best for you uh, in mind. Mike comes to me like, Hey Rick, I just want to talk to you about this. Uh, I noticed this with that with you, and I don't know, bro. You may want to You may want to tighten that up. I already know he's got what's best in, in mind for me, but you got to make sure that you have Nathans in your group. The problem is, some so many people walk through life without any listen, uh, without anybody holding them accountable. And let me tell you something. Especially we see it in church where accountability is a catchphrase. Man, it is so popular. People, yeah, accountable, going to hold me accountable, and holding you accountable isn't just telling you when it's wrong. Is it, wanting to be held accountable is yes. Tell me when I'm wrong, and now let me do something about it because someone can just tell you when you're off track but accountability goes further than just telling you you're off track it's hey you're off track and it's me if i want to be held accountable it's me saying okay I, if i'm not if i'm not going to do what i say i'm going to do then something needs to change either i need to change to live up to that or i or i need to or or i need to change something something's got to and so we're talking about that type of accountability and that's what it means in James 1:25 when we talk about being able to see our face in the mirror it says he who hears the word and doesn't do it it's like looking at your face in the mirror but then leaving that mirror and forgetting what you looked like meaning doing nothing about what you saw we want to be the opposite we want to be what it says in 25 but whoever looks intently into the perfect law of freedom they're talking about the bible there right it says and continues in it meaning continuing and obeying it not forgetting what they've heard and not forgetting what we've seen in that mirror i don't want to forget the fact see and, and, and it affects so much i don't want to when i'm dealing with sierra i'm dealing with michael i'm dealing with nisi i don't want to forget the fact that i am not perfect I want to make sure that I remember what I see when I see me when I look into the word I, when, I, when when Tanya's got an issue and I've got to talk to Tanya I got to talk to Mike and we uh, oh Mike Mike uh, Mike and Gina I got to work some stuff out we got to, we got to figure this thing out I need to remember that as I approach. Or or, or or, or, as I help that I consider myself, as we saw in Galatians, that I don't forget what I look like when I look into the Bible. And when I see myself there, I got to make sure that I remember what I see when I see me. And then it says not forgetting what they heard, but doing it. It says what? That they shall be blessed in the doing. And what's so funny is in the beginning of the lesson, we sit there and we read about the speck in someone else's eye, but the plank in my own it ain't even about handling your sin. It's about noticing the fact that you're not perfect. It's about not exaggerating someone else's when you've got this whole big thing right in front of you. Listen, we talked about about how to grow and how to deal with it. You can go back to some of the earlier lessons. This is literally what what do I see when I see me is learning and recognizing how to see me and understanding that when when I see me, if I see somebody perfect, I'm not looking at the right me or there's something wrong with the mirror that I'm looking in. that that, 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 that when I see me, me, i don't see someone who's perfect but I see some, but but I do see someone who's in process okay that I don't see someone perfect but I see someone in process and I remember that when I leave i'm leaving as someone who is still in process and I got to deal with other people like they are people in what in process and so next week what we're going to end up talking about is, uh, for part two is what do i do uh, uh, um, uh, how do i uh, what do I see when I see me is is learning to see the good because some of us it has only been around bad and has only seen bad and have been told that there's bad about us. And have been told, you know, and and someone's done something and it affected the way you see yourself. And, 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 and now you don't necessarily think that there is anything good. And so we do all this stuff because we're really, so we do a lot of stuff and and, and feel a certain way, whether it's shame, because sometimes we even hide it in, And in trying to overcompensate for good when we feel bad about ourselves or something, it's it's really kind of weird. We'll get into it next week. But 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 we need to learn that 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 no, you can look at you and see good that there is good. And you've got to know um, uh, where to look and know how we define that good. So we'll do that in part two next week. If anybody has anything they want to say, feel free to uh, unmute um, after prayer and you can say something, share something Um, other than that. We'll be good to go.